welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds. Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? We're going. We're into it. This is it. It's draft week. It's here. It, it's finally upon us. Uh, we're finally going to see about all these players we've been talking about for months, some years, uh, where they're finally going to be able to call home and whether they're going to succeed there. or Well, we won't know that right away, but, you know, hey, who's going to Baltimore? That's a big question. Who's going to Baltimore? Even though I've come around a little bit, like, if some players do end up there, like, I'm okay with them. Like, some of these, like... Like, I'd be okay with Kelvin Harmon there. Like, he wouldn't drop too much for me. Like, Nikhil Harry, he wouldn't drop too much for me. It's still not ideal. Like, I'm not I'm not preaching to the choir. But some players, I'm like... I'm out on anyone that goes there. It's more like some players are going to say... And I'm more worried about players that end up in a bad spot because they're buried on a depth chart. You know, like, Miles Sanders goes to L.A. And you're like, oh, no. You know, well, either, that, that either L.A. team. Yep, yep. It's, it's both. It's bad news. So... Today, we're going to talk about tight ends. We're actually going to have a show come out tomorrow as well. We're going to double it up. Mm, double the fun. Look yeah. at us. <laughs> Catch us every day live from... No, that's never... Are we no. live now? No. Oh, good. I was going to swear. So. I was going to swear, Matt. Beep. We this PG-13 show. Beep. What do you think of that? Please don't do that. Hey, teens, you can listen to this if you like. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be out tomorrow, uh, the day of the draft, essentially. And then we'll be back next week covering the draft. Right? Like... Recapping the draft, sure. essentially, mm-hmm. on Tuesday. I can't. It's gonna be a good. That's gonna be a good show. Talking about what we like and what we don't like there. Um, so it's an exciting week. But today we're gonna talk tight ends. Then tomorrow's show, we're just gonna kind of hit on a couple of receivers that we weren't able to squeeze in to give you the names of guys to kind of pay attention to this draft weekend that we kind of like that are on the radar. After that, after we do the draft recap, we're literally going to rank every single player and break it down in depth. Now, the good news is you're going to have the best possible information for your rookie draft because we're going to break these guys down in order after the landing spot, what we like about them, what we don't like about them. The only bad news is you're going to have to be a Nerd Herd member to listen to it. So by then, the Nerd will finally be launched because guess what? We'll have rankings and all kinds of fun stuff. It only took a year and a half, but we made it. Woo. Better late than never. I almost cried. I almost cried. It's like we got Odell Beckham all over again. It's like I almost cried. I got a little emotional. You know, I started feeling something like we're actually going to launch the Nerd Herd. It's going to be great. So hopefully you guys all come along uh, for the Nerd Herd. We have so many things planned at Dynasty Nerds. We had a meeting before the show. Uh, things are going to change your Dynasty life. That's like, right. We're an extensive your life. Yeah. meeting. I mean, we are literally going to help you build the best Dynasty team ever going forward here. Forever. Yeah. Tell them smalls. So a quick note before we moved on. I just wanted to mention that TJ Yeldon signed with the Bills this week. I saw that. Um, any any take on that? or? I like it. I like it because yeah. I feel like somebody's got to go. I feel. Right. I feel like. I mean, they they got old Frank Gore there. They obviously have Lashawn McCoy, who's who's no spring chicken either. So I think of the remaining places that he could have gone, that that's a that's not a bad landing spot. No, a place that could utilize a pass catcher running back, right. which Shady's kind of lacked, you know, and just a solid running back. I like T.J. Yeldon. I don't think he's a terrible running back, and I think this is a good system for a team that's going to rely on running the football. This is a really good spot for him. It's like a sneaky good spot that none, none of us would have really saw coming. But now that it's here, it's like, yeah, I like this. Oh, yeah. Like, It's almost like out of him waiting so long, like, ooh, where else can you possibly go? Like Tampa Bay. Like we're thinking of like the obvious teams. But those teams are going to draft a running back. Mm-hmm. Like this is a sneaky, really good spot where he could just land the lead role and be the guy. Like he's a good buy low candidate for what the price is. I mean, what is TJ Yeldon going for these days? A second round pick? Yep, dirt cheap. Yeah, that's pretty cheap. Well, and he was what we thought of like McKinnon a couple years ago. Like he was the guy that we were targeting as like, ooh, maybe he'll get this surprise role. And then like there was no hype. Just he was just gone. MIA. And now like he could develop into an RB one for that team. Um and so he could be an RB two for your fantasy team at by the end of the year. With his pass catching ability, there's no reason TJ Yeldon if labeled the guy on a, t- on a run heavy team like this, because he can't finish his running back sixteen. Like in my yeah. eyes, like it just, you know, he's he's average in the NFL, but for a fantasy team, he's right there, smack in the middle on the carries and the targets alone. Because again, I really think the Bills are going to be a heavy run team this year. Would you rather him or Tevin Coleman? Ooh, 
That is a really good question, honestly, because that is it's tough. about the range. Because you think everybody would just instantly say Tevin Coleman, but I don't. Because I'm really worried. I'm worried about Tevin Coleman because I still think it's a Jarek McKinnon show. I've said this a hundred times. Like I'm all in on Jarek McKinnon on catching the football. And if you're going to take the catching ability on him uh, away from Tevin Coleman, which is they're going to utilize McKinnon for, then that's going to leave him to be the in-between tackles guy. And they already know they have a thousand-yard rusher in Matt Breda. So. I mean, it's, it's a it's a very dicey situation because they're so split up there, obviously in San Francisco. Um, but same thing in Buffalo. He is the RB three right now. Yeah, same is. same thing in Buffalo. I say the difference is I don't think there. I think that running back three headed monster is going to stay, and I think Breida and Coleman hurt each other. I don't think McKinnon's hurt by that situation. I think somebody's going to be eliminated from the Buffalo situation, whether albeit they get rid of LaShawn McCoy altogether by, by a trade. Or, be a trade this weekend yeah, or something like that. Yeah, this weekend for, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they give somebody gets McCoy for a seventh-round pick. I could see Philly attacking and getting Shane oh, McCoy. Yeah, get him you know, him and Jordan Howard, City. you know, have him being the receiving back out there sure. if they want to, something along those lines. Like somebody that just wants McCoy for one year. You yeah, know Kansas, Kansas City's dealing right now, yeah. you know. Yeah, could be. They might not have anything left go by draft that. weekend. You know, <laughs> just slaughter the Damian Williams shares all together. So I just think they signed him to a two-year contract. I don't know the details of the contract, but I, it's intriguing to me. I just feel like something's fishy up there in Buffalo and somebody's on their way out. And I don't know the, the contract details of Gore. So if any of Gore's money is guaranteed, then – He might stay. But if, if it's not – Then McCoy's out. They, they, I mean, they easily might, get rid of McCoy. They might, or, yeah, they, they, might, they might cut Gore before the season ever starts so they don't have to guarantee his money. Exactly. Yep. So I – to answer your question, then Garrett, like it's intriguing. Like I would literally, honestly, probably—that's literally, honestly—probably lean towards T.J. Yeldon right now. Because like if I'm—they're both a gamble. So right. if I'm going to gamble, I mean, you can easily say, "Well, Coleman's the highest upside because he played in Shannon's offense." Like I don't see it that way. So did Matt Breida. He played in his offense too. Okay, they paid Jarek McKinnon big money. They had literally had a chance to get out from under that money, under that money, free and clear. And they're like, "No, we want him." Kyle Shanahan signed him and gave him that money for a reason. Yep. He sees him in that system beautifully. And so do I. Beautifully, like the Mona Lisa. One more quick thing before we move on. Did you see that Le'Veon Bell didn't report to the voluntary workouts for the Jets? Do you make anything of that or no? Le'Veon Bell's an idiot. Like, come on, man. You just sat out for a full year. Get your Dude, he's probably dropping those dope beats. Get your butt into camp, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, what a douche. He's a douche. He's an Ohio guy. He's a douche. I don't, you know. Go make another terrible rap album. <laughs> I listened to his rap. Like I li- when he put out that, Why that tweet. Why would you waste your time? Because he put out a tweet and it said, fire or trash. And like I saw Keenan. And I wasn't even listening. Keenan Allen, let him have it. Yeah, and I saw Keenan Allen going, bro, I got to be honest. This is straight trash, man. And then like, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell's like, oh, the haters going to hate you. He's like, no, you asked for my opinion. What am I supposed to lie to you just because? Like, dude, this is garbage. And He's then, like, your boy should have told you this. Yeah. Before like, you even let this go out yeah, to the world. It's like, it's like T-Pain mixed with like me. Right, the worst voice possible. <laughs> like it's like, it's like if you auto tuned my voice, you'd be like, oh yeah, Rich, dope beat. Become a nerd herd member to hear yeah. Rich auto tuned. Yeah, good rankings you got there. Where's where's the G nerd? You know, like what's going on? What kind of rap? Do you need? You're nothing but a G thing. You're missing the G thing. Running, Curtis Ferguson. running, 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 running. Yeah, what's the next part? I got this. Look, here we go. Watch me. I'm shaking my hips. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Snoop's dogs right. ain't nothing but a G thing. Not with me, buddy. Not with me. <laughs> Everything but a G thing with me, honestly. Not nothing but a G thing. Everything but a G. I mean, that's my new rap song. That's my, <coughs> that's my debut song. Everything but a G thing, baby. Right? You're on it? You'd buy it, I'm right? It, yeah, iTunes, man. 99 cents. Trash. 99 cents on iTunes. I get like, what, 10 cents to download? Sell like eight of those bad boys? My mom, aunt, uncles? Make my kid buy it with his allowance? Yeah. You're buying this. Dad, this is straight trash. How dare you? <laughs> All right, let's get these tight ends, right? Forget my rap career. It's on hold for now. It's on hold. Dude, we got a lot of big things coming up here at Dynasty Nerds. My rap, my rap career has got to be on hold for at least five more minutes. Put that to the side for a minute. All right. Let's get into the tight ends because there's some good things to talk about here, right? Let's lay out the gate with the 21-year-old. who's going to be 22 in July 3rd, you know, right before Independence Day. God bless him. You yeah. know, let, let off the fireworks. TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa, six foot five, 251 pounds, ran a 4740. A seven point oh two three cone Ooh. at six foot five two fifty one. That's pretty good. That's moving. A four point one H twenty short shuttle. A four point one H. That's better than receivers. That is better than a lot of receivers. Sweet Aunt Jemima's maple syrup. Do I love this guy? <laughs> T.J. Hawkinson. His combine score showed that he is just an overall terrific athlete. 
His three cone is amazing for his size. His 20 short yard shuttle just shows the burst that he has. Uh, and it shows on tape. Everything that Absolutely. the combine shows on tape. The guy gets off the line quick. He blocks extremely well. Could honestly be the best blocking tight end on the on the whole draft. Like he's that good. Um, Definitely. He is somebody that I think will even do better as he gets bigger. This is somebody who's going to get bigger. Like he's only he's got, twenty-one. He's got, he's got room to grow for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's got room to grow. He plays very, very physical, and that's at the receiver position and blocking. And you're talking about when we talked about how much we love Cream Hunt and the way how he takes contact. T.J. Hawkinson takes contact like it's just like. Rain walking up, walk, bouncing off a windshield just got rain next. You know, it's like, hey, can't touch this. You know, water off a duck's butt. Does that come off well? Yeah, right off the duck's back. Does it the smooth criminal? Yeah, like absolutely. Michael Jackson style, leaning yeah. all the way like that. Ooh. That rain's gonna go right in the crack. It didn't even go in the crack. Nope. Right down the cheek. Just right off the butt. That's a smooth buttock right yeah. there. Look at that duck. <clears throat> Where are you going with that? I wasn't going anywhere. That was it, man. Oh, I was okay. just, I, I was just finishing a thought for you. So here, so enough about the blocking. This is a guy who is a true weapon in the passing game. His catch radius is ginormous. He runs really good routes. Like, He's a very smooth runner, man. Re- he has really good hands. Yep. Like, really good hands. I saw him... Dr- you know what his drop rate is? He dropped one ball, 2%. He dropped one football, 2 What is this, DeAndre Hopkins we're talking about or TJ Hawkinson? I don't know. They both but both last names are good with H. And then the second letter is an O. So it's pretty cool. they got to be related to my eyes. Um, this guy will go up and get the football. He's aggressive. His athleticism, his route running, and his hands, this is like a mixture of Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski. That's what I see. Yeah, I mean, he has really nice soft hands. He's able to track the ball really well um, and adjust to, adjust to some poorly thrown balls, which, which was really nice to see out of a big guy. And And – He's what I really love about the guy is, you know, obviously you already touched on it. He blocks so well and you're able to split him out. He never, he never needs to come off the field for no, for no reason. Get some oxygen in Denver. Yeah. So he doesn't die in mild die in mild die stadium. So, so that's, I mean, this guy is, this guy is a perfect compliment, you know, to any sort of offense. There's no reason to not have him on the field. That's what I love most about him. The nice part here too, uh, with Hawkinson is we are doing this pre-draft. We're about to find out all the landing spots. This is one of the few players in this draft. Doesn't really matter. Nope. Doesn't really matter where he goes. He's super safe. He can do it all well. Uh, there's really not much to not like about this guy. If you're in a super flex tight end premium league, I'm taking him number three overall. Right yeah, behind right Haskins, behind right behind Murray. Mm-hmm. He's above all the receivers. He's above all the running backs. Why is he above Josh Jacobs? Because he's probably going to play a lot longer than Josh Jacobs. This is somebody. Listen, if Rob Gronkowski with a bad back coming out of college can give us nine years, ten years, you know, Hawkinson's going to give us a solid ten years. This guy is a legit. I mean, his favorite president's got to be Woodrow Wilson because Woody's coming out strong here. This guy is fantastic, right? I mean, he is somebody that's just you're going to – I mean – He's like Gronk Metalli, where like Gronk was like one of the few tight ends that came out as a rookie that contribute to your dynasty team. Like he's gonna come out and contribute right away and produce. Like he is NFL ready right now. Like Matt said, he's not leaving the field. Watching his tape, like I just I was blown away. Like blown away at his ability. I mean, this is a tight end where we've after come out some really good tight end drafts, you know, guys like we can't say George Kittle because George Kittle wasn't high in those drafts, but we had guys like Njoku high, OJ Howard high, Evan Ingram high. He's above all those. Yeah, no doubt. Everyone. I mean, and, and he has the the solid, you know, the stats to back it up to. He had 760 uh, receiving yards in, in only 13 games. So, I mean, you you extrapolate that over a 16-game season, and, and it's 935 yards. You're telling me you're not going to love having 935 yards out of your tight end? In any sort of league, and I he mean, did that competing for tight end targets, right? Exactly. Like, with, it wasn't like he was the only guy there with Noah Fant also on the team, who was their move tight end, right? Right, and he was. It was actually like Noah Fant was their leading guy, going all the way into it. Like he was like until last year, like Noah Fant was the guy. He's all star, and then all of a sudden, Hawkinson's like, no, hello, I'm here, well, 2018. I'm well, the man. Yeah, Noah Fant like just basically leveled off last year. He had 
almost 500 yards, 495, and this year he had 519, whereas TJ Hawkinson has this huge jump, goes from 320 to, to 760. So he, he really he's really blossoming right now. You know? Again, he does – when I say everything, right, from the blocking, hit, the way he can adjust to the football in his hands, he can do – like he he's beautifully working underneath, right? Oh, yeah. He can beat defensive backs on the outside as well. He's a weapon literally all – over the field and he's like, like Garrett said doesn't matter where he goes because this guy fits into any scheme possible he is literally the dream new age tight end because yeah. a lot of these tight ends coming out like the ones that we like we mentioned earlier that's why OJ Howard was so coveted you now why he was a first round pick so high is because he blocks so well and he did kind of what Hawkinson did mm-hmm. I think Hawkinson's more athletic than uh, OJ Howard I, I, more fluid Flu- okay that's, yeah, it's a better way to work. O.J. Howard's a little stiffer. Yeah, for sure. So, but that's why O.J. Howard's so valuable. And that's why I think, I love O.J. Howard this year. I think he's have a big, this is his third year. It's going to be a breakout year for him um, wise, but he was asked to block more coming into it because sure. of that. Sure. Yeah. So I love T.J. Hawkinson. Do you guys, would you guys oppose, like, would you oppose to that in a tight end premium league, taking him number three overall? No. No. You know, if it's not a super flex, I mean, he could be the, the number one overall player. Well, if you're, that's the only problem. Like I wanted to say, if it's, oh, if it's, if you're not super flexing, you're only tight end premium. Right. Yeah, he'd be one one. Right. Like in my eyes, he'd be one one. Yeah, I, I would have no issues with that at all in a tight end premium, non super flex. Yeah, and you, he's, it, he's that good. He, he if really anybody is. argued with you, you go up to him, you slap him in the face with a white glove, and you challenge him to a duel, <laughs> and then you say, "Hey, listen here, fancy pantsy Aaron Burr. All right, okay. What would you give? Would you not give me one one for Travis Kelsey?" Would you not give me one one for Gronk's prime? They'd be like, yeah, absolutely. I would then you shut your face and you pull your pistol? And, and in any format, I think it, you're supposed to do like ten steps or something. Well, I'm I'm trying to win the duel. Right. I'm not trying to play fair <laughs> when life's on the line. I don't. You'd be like one, two, three. Sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. I cheated. Do over. Let's run it back. Yeah. Sorry. I guess I cheated. One that one too. I guess. I guess nobody's in. Hey, I guess nobody else is going to challenge me to a duel because I cheat. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Woe is me, is what they would say back in the day. Is there any scenario where he drops below any any format, any anything where he drops below one seven, one eight overall? Yeah, when in leagues where people do a lot of drugs, <laughs> uh, they don't they don't even really pay attention to what's going on. They just go off of like, you know, Uncle Jim Bob's draft sheet that came out like last December. You know, they, they print it out. They do a Google. Maybe somebody that did it like a Google, Google like, search rookie rankings from like August, you know, when the college season started. And like, oh, no offense, clearly the number one tight end here. You know, like maybe. But the problem is him. We, we The reason he won't slip is because he doesn't have draft pedigree too. Yeah. Like he's going to be the. He's most. Okay, I don't want to say for sure. He's most likely going to be the first tight end off the board. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. Like if Fant went first, like it wouldn't surprise me. But like. Then, uh, then Hawkinson's going in the next two picks. Like. I want to make this very clear before we move on to Fant, too. Hawkinson's in a tier by himself. It's not Hawkinson and Fant for me. It's Hawkinson. And then Fant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. And then we'll go another tier after that. Like I'll put Fant in the second tier by himself, but he's got some warts. Because um, somebody wrote me recently, like, well, why'd you, you move Fant down a couple spots? Like, what happened? I'm like, I watched the tape. Yeah, like, I watched more tape. So. Um, so for me, he's an him, and, Ir- him and Irv might even be in, in a in a thing together with me. Irv blocks significantly better than him. Yeah, but if Irv, we'll get there. I have a couple takes sure. about it. But if, I'm right. say, I'm I'm excited to talk about the next couple guys because this one was obvious. Like, yeah, this, this is clear. this is the this, this is, is the Barkley just at the tight end position. But it, this is somebody that I'm bumping even higher. Like okay, so for example, in our old league that we're in, that's 15 years old. All right. I just had, I had Gronk as my tight end. He just retired. I'm a championship caliber team. I came in second in the last two years. I need a tight end. I'm taking Hawkinson at four if he's there. But it just also depends where Miles Sanders goes as well. Because it's not tight end premium, right. obviously. So it's like if I get Miles Sanders, I mean, I, I could flip a running back for I, equal value. I was thinking about this just today. like Because I knew that you had previously said, oh, I'm taking Miles Sanders if he's there at number four in that league. And I and I and then then Gronk retired and you and you kind of stuck to your guns as well, and and the and like the more tape of of this of T.J. Hawkins and I'm watching, I'm like, there's no way that Rich is going to pass on this guy even at number four in that league. No, you're right. I'm trying to trade back a little bit to try and get him at five or six, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking him at four. Yeah, I, no doubt you're going to. The only thing I could, but the plan is like, you know, if my the the plan is that the, you'd be the, stupid not to. By the way, how, in the, in that league, where's, you, you where's have, my glove? You have from where's him. my glove? Where's my white glove? 
We're going right now. You you turn around and start counting. I refuse. Gary, I promise you I'm going to win this. Okay, okay. I don't even need my crystal balls to tell you this one. Um, yeah, I'm t- like, but the, the, the goal is like here. I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much on the podcast. You know, somebody's listening. But, you know, that if Miles Sanders is there, somebody's going to get a Woodrow Wilson, you know, elected in office. And they're going to be like, hey, I'd like to move up here. And I'm hoping it's the person at six so I can get Hawkinson still. Well, I'm at eight. And I would love to move up, but that's probably too far for you. That's a gamble. Yeah. He's not falling that far. Nope. You, did, you did a go Pete to move up four spots. But, we'll, <laughs> hey, our July, hey, we actually set our draft date today. We set it today. July 9th. It's a Sunday. June, I thought. June 9th. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I won't. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. We'll talk. Right. Not a, The person with the 1-1 has already contacted me about oh, number four overall. So well. The juices are flowing. Nice. Hey, look at me. Just like real GMs, me and you are having pre-draft conversations about on our, trades. On our show, mm-hmm, yeah. we're having personal talks for thousands of other people to hear that have no idea what's going on. Like, what pick does Matt? Who's on his team? What's going on? None of your business. This is a private conversation. All right. That you guys are just privy to. Yeah. Let's move on to the next guy, shall Let's we? Let's do it. Yep. Noah Fant, who coincidentally also goes to Iowa. Mm-hmm. We're going to have two. That's what I said. Some of guy was like, oh, yeah, you're a big Ohio State fan because you have Paris Campbell and Terry McLaurin in one of my mock drafts in the first round. I'm like, what am I, a big Iowa fan too then because I have two tight ends in there? Like, no, dude, that's, it is what it is. Noah Fant, Iowa, six foot four, 249 pounds, 4'5", 40, 6.813 cone. <sighs> that's getting them, picking them up and putting them down in a hurry. That's gross. Mm-hmm. Doesn't show the burst as Hawkinson does with a 4220. Good twenty, good twenty short chart, but the differential between his forty and his twenty short shuttle wasn't that great. One hundred twenty-seven inch broad jump, though. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty sexy, right? And 30, 30, 39, 39 and a half inch vert. Yep. Matt, you want to tell us a little bit about No Fan? Um, do I? I mean, yeah, sure. He's just he's he's your your classic, you know. Um, the the tight end that isn't attached to the line. He, he's out in the slot most of the time, but surprisingly after watching the tape he did actually line up in line i think more than i thought he was going to um not not as strong of a blocker you know he's a little light in the in the in the pants britches yeah in the britches like aaron burr would say exactly um (laughs) who yeah the dueler who shot our president oh right 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 treason i'm not as i'm not as up on history i guess yeah i'm a history my duels no i'm not (laughs) Um, well, you, know, you can never be too prepared. That's why I care sure, about gloves. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, I don't think he's like the, the most refined route runner. I, I think he won mostly with his speed. Um, and, and at times I, I did see a, a few issues with his hands. He, he dropped the occasional ball. It's his biggest issue. Right. So, so I mean, those are the major concerns, I think. And, and, and just the production wasn't there. He kind of leveled off this past year. Like I already mentioned, so so there's there's some question marks there with Noah Fan, but a lot to like because he is your classic, you know, you know your classic receiving tight end. He's a, he's Evan Ingram, yeah, is what he is. He's he's some. I mean, he does show some good bursts off the line. He ran a big route tree uh, mm-hmm. at Iowa, so that wasn't a concern there. Um, you mentioned his routes could use some fine tuning. Some of them were like a little rounded out. They weren't like great routes, but he ran a lot of routes, so it wasn't like it's just. I just they're think not he, refined. I think he. I knew. I think he knows that he's faster than the guys he's going against, so he doesn't have to like stick his foot in the ground and make these like, you know, real aggressive and and real real tight turns. You know what I he's mean? He's an amazing athlete. Your yeah. biggest fear with Noah Fant is he's going to turn into Eric Ebron. That's your fear, right? Hawkinson, no fear. Your fear with Fant, who Ebron again, a really high draft pick, same thing, mm-hmm. same drop rate, essentially about ten percent, which not where you want to be. Uh, I think. Uh, fans a little bit more athletic than Ebron was. Yeah, um, definitely. I think Ebron was a little bit bigger than him. But yeah, I mean, he's somebody who has a speed who could beat defensive backs with uh, fan can. He is somebody who's a matchup nightmare. He's got the wingspan that's eighty inches wide. He can go up there and get the football. He showed he could do that. He 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 showed me that showed that he could test. He tested like a wide receiver. He's six foot four, two hundred forty nine pounds. Again, I mean that that three cone is disgusting. That that's size. that's ridiculous. Yep. Um, he's he's Evan Ingram. I mean, he's much much better in space. So when he's out there in open field, he's fantastic. But surprisingly, like some of the stuff you'll see on, with him is for how big he is, like he could kind of be pushed around a little bit. You know, like he's not. And that's what I meant by like lighten the lighten the shorts a little bit. Like, Bridges, Matt. 
Remember, Sorry, excuse respect, me. Respect the, the treasoner. Okay. Right. Sorry. It's In the British. He he would get pushed around. He just he just doesn't have enough to anchor him. You know what I mean? Uh, he. He definitely needs to get in the weight room. I think he probably already did, to be honest. The six four two forty nine. I don't think that was his playing weight. He put up twenty reps on the bench, so I mean. But it's weird for a guy of his size. Like you don't, if you watch the tape and you watch a lot of games, which like when you go through Hawkinson and Fant, you watch a lot of Iowa games. Right. He didn't have a lot of contested catches, like at all. That, that, that was like I was like, that's weird. You know what I mean? Let me let me let me go back and make sure I didn't miss anything. You know, like so he doesn't have a lot of con- a lot of contested catches. Then you see they can be disrupted by contact. Mm-hmm. So that goes makes me think like, okay, is he kind of soft? Is he soft? So is his ten percent drop rate because his hands are bad? Which I don't think they are. That's a weird part because he, he made some really nice catches. Definitely in space, like in space. Like I saw him pick a ball up almost where it was pretty much on the ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, does he hear footsteps? Is this is a guy in the open field where he's he's. He's a little pretty. He's looking out for number one. Yeah. Instead like, of trying to make the catch and come down with the ball. Yeah. And if he's not looking out for number one, he's, you know, somebody too close. He's ready to lay a number two. <laughs> you know? Um, so it makes me worry something. Like, and the, for a size, again, he'd go down kind of easily. You know, like he wasn't the hardest guy. Dragon to, guys. Like Hawkinson, you need, uh, you need a baton, you need a white glove, and a pistol to take this guy down. <laughs> All right. God, staying with the theme here. Dude, I'm a themist. Is that a word? <laughs> no. It is now. All right. I, I was thinking like marching band baton. I was like, it's kind of a weird choice. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Oh, that would work. It's rubber on the end, so it's, it's safe for the kids. <laughs> but right in the middle, whack, right in the shin. Like, oh, that hurts. It's going to leave a bruise. And there you are, laying on the grass, crying like a pansy. Some tassels on the end of it. Ooh, like. little tassels. How, so you how fast he goes, running that, uh, that 40 and that three cone, little tassels hanging from behind him like he's a biker, but he's not bad to the bone because they're pink because they're tassels from baton. Uh, I challenge you to a baton <laughs> duel. <laughs> so it's like, why does he go down so easy? Like, so all this stuff, like if you look at it, it just makes sense. And to me, it just equals softness. He's a little, he's a little soft. Yep. Softness. So I, I still have him as my as my number two tight end. And I think oh, it's... Oh, for it, sure. Yeah. All, all, that, all that being said. All that yeah. being said. Hands down, my number two tight but end. But here's the, here's the thing. I don't know that I will be drafting him. And the reason isn't necessarily as much about him as it is the rest of the tight end class. Because I'm probably going to have to take him at the end of the first. Oh, higher than that, I bet. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. I, 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 yeah. 9 to 12. I was going to say that. Yeah, that's probably the range. 9 to 12. Um, whereas I, I think the next tier that I can probably get in the third round, that I could probably get in the fourth round, is not that far off from where he's at and so it's it's not a knock against him i just think it's such a deep class that i really have no it's it's either i'm taking hawkinson at five or one six four, one four Garrett. one four one i'm four. taking hawkinson at, well you're taking him at four i have proof. to wait till five proof so that's um it's my rap name by the way proof yeah well yeah yeah <laughs> ain't nothing but g things baby <laughs> but i'm 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 waiting and i'm going to take knox i'm going to take sternberger i'm going to take those guys in the fourth round because I see similar upside with them. I, I still like Fant more. Yeah. But I see similar upside. And so if I'm going to use that that capital. You'd rather have Debo Samuel. Right. Exactly. And, so, yeah, you'd rather have Debo Samuel and Sternberger than have Fant and, and Wesley. Like, yeah. Antoine Wesley. Yeah. yeah. Or like or do the same game with a guy like Deontay Johnson. You know, some of right. those lines. Right. Yeah. I mean, dropping 14 on 92 balls, it's, it's concerning. You know, but I, I mean, I'm sitting there in one league, kind of in his sweet spot, at starting starting off at eight. I mean, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be. I don't think. I don't think anyone would call you crazy if you took him at eight. No, that's the top of his range. And 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 I don't have any plans of taking him. You know what I mean? You know, I hear something. I, I think for for many of the same reasons because I just I see. I mean, look at Jake Sternberg or Jake uh, Sternberg's yeah. production, and look at. I mean, he looks really good. I he think does. he's very. Under, I think he's him. very underrated. But here's the thing. Here's 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 where I got to put a, a stop to some of this stuff because this is where I think it's going to change. When Noah Fan gets drafted by the Packers, when Noah Fan gets drafted by, if Noah Fan gets drafted by the Patriots, yeah, it's going to change. Yeah, a I mean, bit. that will obviously. I'm just, I'm just Def- going to say that I mean, now. Definitely, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, easy yeah. here now saying, Lane yeah, I'm going to wait on it, sure. you know. But then like, all of a sudden, he goes 14 overall to Packers, and you're like, Sternberger doesn't get picked to the sixth round or something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, all right, <laughs> oh <laughs> shoot, yeah, like Stern- <laughs> we erase that episode. Sternberger goes to the the the, the Ravens as tight end number thirty two, <laughs> right. you know, or right. or even ends up in like the box and he's tight end three behind Cameron Bray and OG Howard. Like, what the shits is that? Yeah, right. Obviously. This is a PG thirteen show. I told you that teenagers, teenagers. you're welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. 
So there's just concerns. Like, again, that softness, I mean, granted, there's a lot of soft receivers out there. And that's what he essentially is, is a big receiver. So it doesn't worry me. Let's see where he lands. Let's see what he's system in. He lands in a good spot like that. He lands in, uh, you mentioned, like Green Bay, New England. Like, he's locked in at, like, eight. I think I think eight, nine's like, his floor at that point. Because he's just that, – that's just too juicy of a player posi- – not even going to say player – position the pass on. And then the super uh, tight end premium league, then he's obviously he's even higher at that point. Like he's worth the gamble even higher. Right. Because right. you are looking at those receptions. And and, and I, I will say this, like drops don't overly worry me as much. Like when you're right, as long as you're not over 10%, you know, I don't get overly worried. Cause then you could be literally one a game, which is still terrible. You know, that's bad. Yeah, it's but, bad, but it's not for fantasy production wise. Not all drops not are, all. not all drops are equal. Either. True. You know what I mean? Um, if something's flubbing you right in the hands and you're just straight up dropping it, it's a lot different than there's a guy draped over your shoulder and, and you know, there's a like contested catch type of thing where, where I don't know if that if that's how it equates or not, but I just I'm sorry, I just don't I couldn't even take that that was just a weird way to just flub it in your hands with a guy draped all over you. It just I just, I took that the completely wrong. I'm sorry. My mind works differently than others. I'm sorry. If you've been listening to this podcast for five years, you know my mind just Get works your different. balls out of the gutter, sir. I'm sorry. You're like, <laughs> it's just flubbing in his hand, and the guy's draped all over, and I'm like, what is going on? Pat, I said this show was PG-13. Uh, you know sorry, what? teenagers. I- You'll figure that out eventually. <laughs> Maybe. Don't be flubbed. Or draped. Draped. <laughs> draped. Draped. I'm, I told you, I'm thinking about getting a, I'm thinking about getting a rap game. Mine's elsewhere. You're, you're ready, man. I'm you're sorry, ready. Matt. I didn't mean to interrupt. Pervert. Go on. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was talking about, man. Just I can move tell on. You exactly what you were talking about, <laughs> Pervy McGurvy. All right. Let's move on. So, Herb Smith, right? All right. What is it? Anybody else? I mean, do you have anything to close on that? Gary? No, I'm good. Look a little red over there. All right. Yeah, a little. I, Yep. Imagine yep. that, yep. mm-hmm. that sexy ass Dynasty Nerds cranberry shirt you're rocking. Well, I am comfortable. And, you do look uh, comfortable. I did get at least 28 high fives today. I kind of. Yeah. You're like rolling down the windows, you drive down the street. <laughs> One, two, two, two yeah. three. Somebody wrote recently, like, they really like their tri blends. I'm like, I'm just wondering, yeah, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. They're awesome. Do you own one? You would too. There yeah. was one guy that was like, why don't you have a cotton shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What was this, 1992? He didn't like it. He yeah. didn't like it. Dude, I, I, a cotton shirt, like. The wrong day, like your sleeve can cut somebody. Like it's like it could be sharp. It's like an edge. Like you'd be challenging somebody to a duel, literally, by walking by him. Right. It's not safe. We learned this already. Irv Smith Jr., tight end, Alabama, six foot two, two hundred and forty two pounds, ran a four six three forty, a seven three two three cone, and a four three three twenty. Garrett, do you feel comfortable talking tell us yeah. a little bit about yeah. Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama? Yeah. He is, he's a very good athlete. Um, he had good production. Uh, the one thing that you really love to see is he ran really good routes overall Mm -hmm. and he had a very diverse route tree. And so those types of things are things that will translate really well, uh, to the next level. Um, like we said, his athleticism is really good. He is a little undersized though. Uh, six, two for a tight end. Isn't necessarily ideal. It's Delaney Walker esque. Right, right. Um, who didn't and, come out until his thirties. Right. It was probably his sixth year or something. Fifth, sixties. Okay. Whatever. Thirties, sixties. It's all relative. So He's old. he, and, and, and at two forty two, um, uh, at, at only being six foot two, you wonder how much weight is he really going to be able to add? Uh, so there, I hope not much. Well, you, you'd like to see him a little bit bigger, um, especially cause he's not a great blocker. He's fine. Like he's okay. He's okay. He's he's gonna do enough. Um, but I actually came away uh, less enthused about him than I thought I was going to. Uh, I thought a lot of his routes when he made a play, and granted, he can take it to the house, and so that's one of the best attributes that he has. But I he was always so open. He was always so wide open. He wasn't having to uh, make a lot of contested catches, and I think a lot of that had to do with they had. So many other weapons with with Jerry Judy out there and the the running backs with Jacobs and Harris. How he, good is Jerry Judy, by the way? Yeah, very good. This was probably, you watch tape and sometimes you find yeah. these guys. You're like, oh my god, I can't mm-hmm. wait. 2020 is he 2020 class too? Yeah, he's 2020 class too. This 2020 class is gonna be so good. It's gonna mm-hmm. be so Jerry good. Judy is t- dude. He's he, he's legit, man. One one good. Uh, we'll <sighs> see. It's gonna be a loaded class, man. But he, he's so, he's my best receiver right now. Go on. 
So <laughs> no, I, so a lot of those plays, he was just wide open. And so I, I wonder at the next level when he doesn't have that type of room to operate when he's a little bit undersized, he's probably not going to be a first rounder unless, you know, uh, maybe he goes 32 to the Patriots or something like that. There's no way he's a first rounder. I don't think so either. No, I don't think so. Either. Uh, no way. So I, I think I actually see him being one of the ones that's like, he, he fell a little further than we, we thought he was going to. So I, I think he's okay, um, but I'm very tempted to move Sternberger ahead of Irv Smith. Okay, um, I'll pick up there then. Uh, to me, he seems like he's a right system tight end. Like, let's see where he lands. He needs to be in the right system. It's weird because the way they used him, they lined him up at like halfback and fullback a lot I was in gonna, Alabama. I was actually, gonna, I was going to say that. And I was going to, you know, I'm looking at him like, the more I watched him, like maybe he would just be overall better. As like an H back, an H back, full back kind of guy, you could move up. You know, you slide him out like, a, you know, like kind of that role. Like, man, that that suited him well because even his like his routes were a little rounded off there. Like you mentioned, I he, thought, he I thought he did. I thought he showed pretty well in the route. I liked his. I mean, yeah. I liked his routes, but at time it's just to the point. Maybe like again, he was open when he like you. You're looking for that like that, that those targets that are like okay, let's make let's see you get physical out here. You're right. tight end. And like Garrett said, like it's almost a practice system. Like he was utilized so much as that halfback, fullback. Mm-hmm. Like he just got to sneak out. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but when no, he lined up that. as an inline tight end or tight end, like where was like there wasn't a lot of action there. There just wasn't. Like you, I came with you. Like there, like I was. I looked for, for more because again, early well, in the process, I, when you look at numbers and you look at like short stuff, you're like, this is a nice tight end. You yeah. Know? They have a very talented team, though. I mean, so it, it, it is hard to to evaluate sometimes certain positions if they're not being highlighted. You know, because there are, I mean, there's such good running backs there. There's such good wide receivers. There's just good weapons all around. So I will yeah. say this: if a team figures out how to use them, kind of like Dallas Clark, Dallas Clark was kind of that H back tight end. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think that would be a role where all of a sudden I'm much more excited about him. Mm-hmm. But if it's but if he's going to be a traditional tight end or even even can't a guy that's that split way. out. You know, I I'm not that interested. Well, but, I, I think draft position and, and team will dictate and, and he's really a tell very the story. big landing it's, spot. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's literally how I end my notes for him. It mm-hmm. says, "Let's see the system. He has to be in the right system to be a very. But if he is, he could be a very viable fantasy tight end. I even left a space before. It says that's what I left it here. That's that's my takeaway from him. Like literally, what we just broke down and came to a conclusion of is what I came to my conclusion by myself. I'm like same thing. I'm like, let's see where he lands in the right spot, utilize well. Yep. He could be very viable. Yep. But if he's not going to land in the right spot, not get into that right role. I mean, even that Aaron Hernandez type of role, yeah. which was you know a little bit different, obviously, than the, than the Gronkowski type of role. I mean, I think that would fit him well. I, I would love him in New England. Yeah. I would. I would love him in New England with that Nick Saban, Bill Belichick connection, um, already into that kind of system, no, that game plan, how to use him into that Aaron Hernandez role. I would love him there, and that's and that's how they utilized him. Because I, I I can see him being utilized in the same way too in that halfback, mm-hmm. fullback position at times as well. Right. Belichick's so creative in that role of how he likes to utilize his players to the strength him and Nick Saban both had that you know gel together yep. I would love him in New England yeah he would around he would know, move up in that with center. all those picks that they have I would love for somehow some way to me that's my and it, it's a cheap way out say oh any New England tight end I would love him there um I wouldn't mind him I think another silly spot I know it sounds crazy to have somebody there like even in a place like San Francisco right who doesn't have a lot of viable weapons out there that does have George Kittle. Like I think, you know, Graham, they got a receiver. I don't think that's a terrible spot with Jimmy Garoppolo's release and how they could then utilize him there too. I just want to see some spots. Let's see where it lands uh, and where he goes, but he could, he's a nice option, but there's risk there um, for somebody who I consider like a back end of the first round, real high second round grade. He's now looking anywhere from like as high as two, 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 one in the right spot as low as, end of the second round or somebody just pass on together. Cause like you said, I'll just gamble on a guy like Sternberger or, mm-hmm. you know, Dawson, you know, something along those guys, right. Josh Oliver. Um, but interested, he's interesting, but again, we'll know more about him in upcoming weeks when we actually slide him in where he needs to be this weekend alone. We're going to find out a lot yep. about Irv Smith's dynasty. Value. I'm so excited. Oh, Molly. Yeah. It's going to be great. So excited for the yeah. draft. It's going to be awesome. I mean, dude, Brown's going to have a first round pick me and Matt. We're still having a barbecue. Don't care. We're still smoking wings. People are coming over. We're still celebrating. It's gonna Just be, in case. It's going to be amazing. I'll see you Friday too, right? Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I'll be at your clam bake. I'm having clams? <laughs> I'm having clams? I'm having clams? That's an old Jerome Harrison uh, uh, commercial. 
the old Browns running back, yeah, Jerome Harrison. He, yeah, he almost broke the all-time re, uh, rushing record, and they took him out at the end of the game. Yep. He almost broke the record, and they took him out. Yep. And they got a brain cancer. He had like 295 yards or something, right? Yeah, and they took him out. There's like six minutes left in the game, and they still took him out. I'm like, what do you – we don't have a lot to live for here as Browns fans. Like, what do you give me something? He was on the radio and they, he was pimping himself out. And he's like, they, they're like, what if we have a clambic? Will you come to our clambic? He's like, I'll be at clambic. <laughs> so. Thanks, Jerome. Uh, let's move on to Jay Sternberger, Texas A&M, six foot four, two fifty one, ran a four seven five forty, seven point one nine three cone, which is really good for his size mm-hmm. as well, um, and a four three one twenty. With him. I was kind of taken aback by his four seven five forty. Plays faster for sure. But here's what I took away from it. Okay, at the combine he came in at six four two fifty one. He doesn't weigh two fifty one. Right. You think he put on some phony weight there for the combine and kind four, of slowed himself dude, down? Dude, you watch his tape, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. The dude looks like a wide receiver. Yeah. He does. Yep. He does. I kept going back. I'm like, how did he? Like, I'm watching the tape and I'm watching him run. I'm like, how did he run a four seven five? Then I looked at the numbers. I'm like. Wait a minute. He added 10 pounds. Yeah, he probably did. He probably uh, threw on a, a, a real yeah. quick 10 pounds there at the end of the year. I was like, dude, you do. Like, I just kept, like, I'd stop. Like, I get an angle at him size, which I pause the tape. I'm like, yeah, you're not 251. Because you, you could literally lose him in the receiving court. Like, that's how thin he was on the field. Like, he's mm-hmm. not 251. So I think that was the reason why he ran a slower 40. Because I can't even wait. This is a guy who's a move tight end. Like, yep. he's not. Like at two fifty one, you think, okay, this is a blocker. That was that's the first thing. I'm like, this guy's not a, you know, two, look at his numbers. Like, okay, he ran a little bit slower. This guy is going to be a guy who can block. You know, this is no, no, not at all. Actually, this guy's a move tight end who runs some really good routes. Mm-hmm. Like he's a good route runner and he catches the ball really well. So fluid. He le- he led their team in receptions, receiving yards, and TDs in 2018. So this guy, I mean. He had, he had 832 yards Word. In, in 13 games. So extrapolate that just like we did with the other, you know, with with TJ Hawkinson, and, and you're over a thousand yards, you're a thousand twenty four yards. So that I mean, he needs you because he can't block at all. <laughs> he can't. He's dude, not. He's not just he, like you said. He's not big enough. Oh, dude, he might be the worst blocker. That were, I mean, now granted, Warren is like really raw, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. judge him on blocking. But dude, Stern, like I mean, dude, sir, like he's like the worst blocker. Out of all these, like, I saw him try to block a guy. He gets shut around, like, my two-year-old trying to come at me. Like, yeah, my white kid. Like, it ain't no problem. Like, it's, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Like, you're not even happening. Like, he's, he is not Olivia Newton-John. He's not getting physical with anybody. All right? So, but I don't care about that because I like fantasy points. Exactly. He can, and, he can pluck the ball out of the air. He runs good oh, rounds. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't, good. Don't be O.J. Howard. I don't want you to block because if you're blocking, that means you can't go out and catch a football. He can go. I need you to catch some balls. He can come go down with there. contested catches. I mean, I like I really like this guy's production. And I, I had undervalued him up until I really dug into the tape. I drastically undervalued I had yep. no interest yep. in him whatsoever until I watched the tape. Yep. Because even as you watch his combine numbers, you're like, this is no bueno here. Yeah. Uninspiring 4.75. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and then right. you watch him on tape, you're like, he's like a porn star. Look at him go get those balls. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> You're going to say something. The, You're right again. I was going to. The, um, the teenagers. What are they going to think, Rich? This is my best show yet. <laughs> I. Uh, wow. Uh, it's hard sometimes, isn't it? You know what? Welcome I have a to, new respect for you, Matt. Thank Welcome you. To the you show. know, there were there were times, you know, that that things would go silent. And I was like, man, that's weird. And no, now I know. Now you know why. Now I know. Oh, dude, Matt. Everybody. I said I have to say because everybody that listens to the show, no, Matt's the anchor of the show. Like he has to reel me in because I have I have problems. <laughs> My brain doesn't work that way. No, it's all no, right. No, but I but I do. I really like him a lot. Um, he was one of the most fluid tight ends that I saw. Uh, he ran routes like a receiver. He got up and got the ball like a receiver. Um, and he made more of those highlight reel type catches than I saw from the two guys before him, Fant and. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., he was able to go up and, and do that uh, type of uh, basketball player type of stuff that, that you didn't see as much from the other two. Yeah, he catches with agree, his hands. I agree with that, definitely. He, he catches with his hands, so he, he has, like, really nice hands. I, I, everything I love, I like okay, I don't love him. I like him. Again, the right – almost to the point where, like, as long as he goes somewhere he'd be the guy, like, I like – like, if he goes to, like, Tennessee, Dallas – you know, yeah, somewhere where he could be the guy, Seattle. You know, I yep. I like him like as a 
viable option. This is a guy that you're going to get in the second round of your rookie draft, maybe even a third round of your rookie draft. That is going to be, to me, his the likelihood of him producing at a fantasy level. And right now at the tight end position, it's not hard to crack the top ten to be no. a, or top twelve to be a tight end one. It's a lot higher to me than you mentioned before, like Irv Smith Jr. Like his odds of being a fantasy producer are higher in my eyes. You know, do I like just go? I mean, just go to the number. I mean, go go to his actual production, and and it speaks to that. So, um, I, I totally agree with you, man. Yeah, I like him a lot, and it's in the SEC too. It's not like he was playing in a baby conference. Like he he did this in the SEC, and he was the man on the team. Like he's right. like he was like their guy to go to. It wasn't like you didn't know he was coming. Like oh, he surprised us. Like uh-huh. no, he was he was their guy. Yeah, so I think that I think if somebody's looking at combine numbers like that, I think they're fluky. I think it was like I think he made a bad decision. Yeah, to do try to put on weight to try to be that thick tight end that come in and be like oh we need you to do this and this and he can't do it. So I like him. I like your theory before of like hey if I'm gonna pan- pass on Fant. I'd rather just wait on a guy like Sternberger. Like, it makes sense. You know, like we mentioned before, you if you come away with a guy like Debo Samuel, uh, Riley Ridley, something along those lines, or DK Metcalf, because you listen to, I don't want him, but, like, you come away happy about that. You know, hey, I got DK Metcalf and Sternberger. Like, I wouldn't like that personally. But, you know, if I came in with Debo Samuel and him, I'd feel really good about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, definitely a need for tight end. Um, and a, and a, night, a tight end need team, you know, if I'm sitting there at, you know, 1-8, and two eight, and I need like say same thing. I had Gronk, and I had you know uh, what's his face that just retired from Chicago, Zach Miller. Those are my tight ends. You know they both they're yeah. both no longer in the NFL. I feel really good if I came away with Noah Fant and Sternberger. You know what I mean? Like okay, I got two good upside here guys here, and the odds are one of them is going to pass. One of them going to pan out. All right, let's move on to another guy. Matt, you got a guy for us? Um. Yeah. Sure. You don't uh, even know that was coming. No, I didn't. I was. Uh, to- he wasn't ready. I was totally yeah. looking the other way. Um. Dawson Knox. Um. Tight end from Ole Miss. Six foot four. Two hundred fifty four pounds. He did not run a forty at the combine. I have his pro day numbers. If you want to say, I was going to ask for it because it's, I don't have it. Made. He ran a four five seven and a four five one. So nice. That's pro day. Really nice. Really uh, nice he, numbers. He he did end up running a three cone in the 20 yard, so I, I have those numbers at the combine. He, he ran a 7.12 in the three cone and a 4.27 in the 20 yard. So really, really good numbers on the, on the movement stuff. And he's one of these guys that he lined up all over the formation, out wide, in the backfield, you know, at the running back position at some points. Um. But not not on the line all that often, you know. He was he was he was a movement type of tight end a lot. Um, they used him a lot in pass pro and as a blocker in the running game. And the one thing that I kind of was a little bit disappointed when I watched the Dawson Knox tapes was 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 his hands. I, on occasion, he would just flat out drop some passes, had some double clutches that I didn't really like to see, and. and and he didn't have like the natural route running savvy that that I would like to see, or that you you know that you saw in like a T.J. Hawkins. And I guess maybe of the smoothness wasn't quite there for me. So I came away had I had a higher opinion, I think, of Dawson Knox before I dug into the tape. Yeah, because he's one of those guys you watch his highlight tape and you're like, ooh, this guy could be good. Yeah. But then you watch a game tape where you watch every single play and every catch he makes and everything he does, and you're like, oh, he's just okay. Exactly, and, and and the production obviously wasn't there. I mean, he he never topped more than three hundred and twenty-one yards, you know, in, in either of the past two seasons, and, and zero touchdowns. Right, that's so weird. Like even like a backup fullback usually gets one <laughs> touchdown, like zero, zero. That's yeah, uh, ever ever. Like in, you don't know where it's at. Like did you get lost? <laughs> Do you need a map? Well, like Matt said, his best attribute was like he's very viable in the run game. Right. right, he's good there and everything else, but like everything else, like he just was not even like utilized and not like he was. It's like and they had a lot of of good wide receivers right. there, so so be, it's a it's a be, little bit difficult. And you're right to so be fair when you got DK Metcalf, Demarcus Lodge, AJ Browns. Like we don't need you to catch footballs, buddy. I, I will I will give him I will give him this because this is actually a guy I, I probably won't draft, but I'll probably be targeting to trade for in a couple years because he was a former walk on quarterback. Yes, he was. You know, so he's still learning how all of this stuff works. He was hurt a lot too, and he was injured a lot. Yep. So he's a guy that I think. If if any draft capital is used on him, it's probably going to be third round, fourth round sure. um, from your in your rookie leagues, and the guy's going to get tired of him after a year or two. That's when I'm looking to to buy because um, I do think that 
the raw athletic ability is there, and I do think he could develop into something. So he's a guy that I'm not drafting, but I'm keeping my eye on. I have a, I have a little check mark next to his name to like let's let's come back to this in a year or two. I disagree. I think he's somebody. You, I think he's somebody that you should gamble on late in drafts because he's going to go so late in your rookie drafts anyways. Like again, I think he's going to get drafted late in the NFL draft. I mean, you're drafted him on pure upside. You're like you mentioned. I was going to say, is he like a Jordan Cameron from a few years back where, where you, I mean, I got him, I think in like the fifth round or something like that. And he was such a late, like developmental type of tight. He was drafted guy. purely on athleticism. Alone. Purely like, he was so athleticism. raw. Yep. And he took, he took three or four years to really develop. And, and if it wasn't for the concussions, you know, he had the start yeah. of a pretty good career going there. Honestly, I thought if he didn't leave the Browns and take the money for with Miami, Miami, you know, he well, probably would have been better off. Yeah, yeah, and the concussions really slowed him down. So. It's just, I mean, he does. He shows he shows a couple of things he does. Not, like, you know, he can go, his athleticism, speed, you mm-hmm. know, get back to defensive backs. He can go up there. Like, he'll extend for the football. Um, but like I said, his hand, like he's so raw, but a lot of that can go back to being, you know, he just needs coached Time. up. So yeah, he, he needs coached right. up really well. Go back on to what I was saying uh, uh, Garrett was he's going to go so late. Like this draft is so shallow uh, with talent and name wise sure. altogether. Like you're going to get to the fourth round and you're going to be like, who the heck is this guy? I'll just gamble on Dawson Knox. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I mean, I'd have no issue with that, but I, I'm thinking if, if, if people take him, if he's their tight end five, if he's their tight end six, he might go in the third or fourth round where, where at that point, I'd rather just load up on running back and wide receiver, knowing that I probably can get him in a year or two. But if you get him in the fifth, that's fine. I don't care. Like yeah, this again, this draft is not only not deep, but it's also the same same word. It's shallow. You know, like so. Once you get, <laughs> it's not deep. It's shallow. Yes. Totally. I was yeah. just trying to use both words, and you nailed them. Uh, thank you. you. I'm articulate. Yes, you nailed them. Both. There's no gene articulate, so I got this. Uh, <laughs> So to me, it's like once you get out of the second round, it's like, okay, whose bag of trash are you picking up and hoping to find something good in there? Like, you know, oh, I found, you know, so-and-so's diary. I'm going to read it. That's kind of interesting. You know what I mean? That seems creepy, man. It is kind of creepy. Yep. I was just trying to cut. That's what I do. I'm creepy. <laughs> My name's Rich. I'm creepy. Hey, can you check your garbage. You got a diary in there. See what you did in 1986 on March 3rd. Oh, you washed your hair. That satisfies me. <laughs> Yeah, that dude. That, there's never been a weirder moment on this podcast. Well, you know, we're trying to go to all different realms. So let's right. move on, shall we? Please. Uh, uh, next guy, let's talk on the list. What about Josh Oliver? You guys want to talk about him? Let's do it, man. Yeah. Uh, we got we got time for two more here. Does that seem fair? Unless yeah. I'm missing somebody that you guys really want to talk about. Uh, I mean, I mean, I Waring, be- Moreau. I mean, they're they're kind of all in the same. We got to talk about Foster Moreau. We got to talk about Josh Oliver. Maybe Kaleo Warren. Yeah, Dax Raymond. Dax Raymond. Okay, four, let's do four more real quick. Let's do a little quicker on this one, okay? Quick, quick, quick. We have another show to record right after this. We're doing oh, two geez. shows this week if you guys didn't get the memo. And we had a production meeting beforehand. Yep. This is a big day. Pretty big okay. day. Um, Josh Oliver. Just stay in the night. <laughs> going home. You guys want to have a sleepover? <laughs> uh, Josh Oliver, San Jose State, six foot five, two 249, ran a 4.6340, a 7.213 cone, and a 4.4720 short yard shuttle. This guy was originally recruited to play linebacker in the edge uh, at San Jose. And all of a sudden, somebody got hurt. And they're like, dude, you need to go play tight end. He never even played tight end. He played as a defensive back in college. It shows with his muscles. He's beefcake, mm-hmm. right? He's like me when it comes to dynasty. Totally beefcake. Dynasty beefcake. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent size. Yep. With good speed. Mm-hmm. Um, was and here's the thing too, like with him, like when they moved him to tight end, like you're like, okay, you're our number one target. We're gonna throw the ball at you every time. So everybody, like, say what we mentioned earlier, like everybody knew the ball was coming to him, and he still produced. Like he, that's the yeah. thing. His numbers aren't great, but he like he still produced. Um, he was. Their number one weapon at the receiving core. He led the team in catches. His routes are solid. Uh, his hands are solid. And he caught through contact, which is great. You know, that's something that Noah Fant didn't do. His blocking's poor. But again, he's a big slot receiver. That's what it is. And he's extremely raw. Uh, a couple of these guys, you know, another guy we're going to talk about out of uh, uh, San Diego State. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. same thing. Extremely raw. Yep. Guys that you see a lot of this at position, former basketball players, guys that play, they're just big and athletic. So what do you do with the big athletic guy that, you know, can catch put him football? A tight end. You put him at tight end. That's, that's what you do. They just short, fast guys that can't catch footballs. You put them in defensive back. That's what you do. So Josh Oliver's a really He's an intriguing, intriguing prospect mm-hmm. like yep. here, like at the tight end position. Like if you're tight end premium, he intrigues me enough. Like I consider him like late second, high third. 
in a tight end in a premium in a tight end premium tight end premium yeah yeah, yeah. that's between, fine like when you start getting down to that garbage in the second like those running backs I want nothing to do with them right in the second some of the receivers are a gamble this tight end premium Josh yeah, Oliver absolutely. really tickles my nips and, and I don't want you to poo poo his production I mean he had 709 yards last year in only 12 games so I mean that extrapolated again I mean and that's 945 yards so I re- I read I read my notes wrong I'm sorry no okay yeah I just want to says hit my notes are his numbers are good for how how teams focused on him because sure, he was heavily sure. targeted. I just read my notes wrong. No, that's all right. Thanks for picking me up, Dan. I got you. Um, I don't know. I don't have much more to add other than, you know, he has speed. I was surprised that he was a linebacker. I actually didn't know that fact about him because he does catch the ball really naturally and, and, and looks good doing it, has some nice soft hands. The one thing I noticed when they – I'm watching that tape. They, they took a lot of shots downfield with, with the wide receivers in that offense. So um, I'm surprised he had so many opportunities. I guess, and, and I guess, I, I guess I don't. I don't. I, I don't know where else I was really going with that, other than the fact that it was it was a very downfield type of a, of attack. But but he really worked the underneath nicely and and was a go to guy for that for that whole team wow the show is going so well yeah let's just move on huh? <laughs> moving right along uh, you like him too yeah, yeah i like him i, I would have no is. problem in a, in a titan premium to to take him that yeah, early not a big name at all yeah and most people are gonna be like what are, what are, you, what are you talking about josh but to me yeah. i think he's you know, another guy that i think can grow into his frame a little bit too. yes so when you're gonna gamble yeah you know like this is when you're gonna gamble like in a position like that this is the kind of player you're, you're yeah the upside guy now grant that's tight end premium like not tight end oh, premium you're talking fifth round fourth round I'm not going fifth in this. Again, I'm going in the right spot. He'll be a fourth round pick. Fourth round, likely. But, like, for me, like, if I know, right, like, here's the thing. Here's the the kind of mold that he looks at, how I like to personally attack my dynasty drafts, right? A fourth rounder, a clear fourth rounder. He goes to the right situation. I'm going to overdraft him, and I'm going to take him to third because I'm not going to play it safe with some of these guys. I know we're just, like, roster filler guys, right? right? Like, and this, this is the kind of draft for me this year. Where I'm shooting, like I'm gonna shoot Upside. my shot. You know what I mean? Because like, if you don't make my roster, I don't care. Like it doesn't. Right. Like most of these guys in this class, like I don't. Ha- I'm not so optimistic on this class. Where like, this is the kind of player right here. Like Josh Oliver is a guy that. Okay, I'll gamble on you. You know, I know you're not worth this late third round pick. Like if I have like a, you know three eleven, three ten, and maybe he's worth like maybe he's probably gonna go right around four 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 five four seven. Like I don't want to gamble; he doesn't come back to me. I'd just rather take him in yeah. the right situation. So I like him. I mean, out of a lot of these guys we're talking about out of here, like I like him more than Dawson Knox. You know, mm-hmm. uh, is he safe as Irv Smith Jr.? Absolutely not. No, but no. like his ceiling's higher. I can see that just from an athletic standpoint, the size and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yep. All right, move on, Matt. You want to tell us a little about Foster Moreau? Um. Out of LSU? Yeah, so Foster Moreau, tight end, LSU, um, 6'4", 253. He ran a 4.66 in the 40. Um, he had a really impressive 40, uh, uh, three-cone with 7.16 nice. and, and the really good 20-yard at, at the 4.11. Big big jump. Very, very big. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously those those would indicate that he can move pretty well. You have fun watching his tape? No, I had no fun <laughs> oh, watching his tape. I mean, oh, what tape? my – God. All right, here's – so let me just lay into this why. Go let me ahead. explain this. 2017, all right, 24 catches, 278 yards, three touchdowns. All right, can only get better from there, right? 2018, 27 catches, 272 yards, two touchdowns. He had the same back-to-back years. Yeah. They're identical, and they're both poo-poo platters. It's yep. a, it's a, yeah, it's a run-heavy offense. But it's know, LSU. Right, exactly. It's LSU. So, so the, the just, tape is just like there's not much there. I was I was talking pre-show that I was falling asleep during somebody else's tape. I was literally falling asleep during Foster Rose because it was just him blocking like ninety percent of the time. Here's the problem: over. you know his stats over. going into it, mm-hmm. watching the tape. So once you watch two games, you're like, I am. This is even worth my time. I just need two games. That's it. It's well, what you needed to watch was the Senior Bowl and the Combine. Like that was that was when he popped. Oh, because, now you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk. Senior Bowl and Combine. Because that was, that was, he wasn't even really on the radar until that point. Right. Uh, and now, after those two, because he, he did so well, he had nearly a 37-inch vertical for, for a guy that big. That's pretty impressive. So, I mean, some of those measurables are there. He ran some good routes. He had some highlight-type plays at the Senior Bowl, and that's where he popped. But there's – it's – I mean – 
it's like all of these guys. Is is their ceiling? Sure. But there's a lot of stuff that I'm not in love well, with. That's what we're talking about at the end of the podcast. Exactly. Because you, know, you fell asleep like Matt did early in the show. Well, you know, hey, we wore you out. We made you giggle a little bit. You know, you got a little tear, got a little teary in your eyes. Tears make you sleepy. Well, good night. Now we're talking about Foster Moreau. Um I forgive me, because even though the, if I pronounce his name wrong, Kahali Waring. Kahali. I thought it was. Can, can I admit something? When I first read it, I hadn't I hadn't watched the tape yet. I actually thought it was Kale. I was like, <laughs> oh, Kale. Kale. It's a very progressive name. Kahali Waring. Wow, terrible vegetable. Kahali Waring. Yep. He sounds Samoan. I bet he went to San Diego State. Could be. Six foot five, 252. Look at these numbers. These are pretty nice too. Mm-hmm. Four six seven forty, seven two one three cone, four two five twenty. Uh, he's somebody that is again really raw. This dude didn't even play football at all until college. Former walk on gained thirty pounds since his freshman year. Played like water polo and tennis. He played and like everything else. In tennis, he played. In high school, he played tennis, basketball, soccer, swimming. Water polo and cross country. Yeah, the dude's an athlete. Oh, mm-hmm. for like, sure. And you see some of the basketball in his game when you when you see some yes, of his plays. You do. He can go up there and get the football. He has. He does have some injury concerns. He broke his foot in 2016. Uh, he had a lot of am, hamstring issues going on in 2018. But you're right. He's an athlete. And you see that he jumps really well, like really well. And he's got good hands. Yep. I mean, his, his routes are iffy at best. But again, he just started playing football. Three years and ago, he's not that bad of a blocker for a guy that that's no. new to the position, and, and you know, obviously, just putting and the on effort weight. was there, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I, you might as well have just been reading my notes, so I'm not going to blab about it again. But this is another one of these guys. My the last note that I have is this guy's got plenty of upside to grow, and, and, and just a lot of room, patience to, to his game. Yeah, you're you definitely need patience yep. for this. When you say tight ends take three years to develop, this is your prototypical your guy. Child, yeah. So this is a guy. Where if you don't draft him, you could probably get him later. Mm-hmm. But I'm drafting him, right? Like at the end of my round, because that's where he's going to go. He's going to be free. Like he's yeah. essentially going to be free in your rookie draft. But to me, again, he's worth the gamble. You know what I mean, any upside. If you're going to gamble on somebody that's you're going to gamble on somebody that's like raw that has high upside. And in this draft, at the end of it, like the 2020 class, like you're like okay, end of the round, you're like I'm getting somebody that I could hopefully get. You know, mm-hmm. here you're like, all right, I'm going to take Kahali Waring. Uh, who? Uh, it's pronounced Kale. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking Cahill. Cahill? No, Cahill. Uh, but he's interesting. There's not there's not a lot to go on. You know, you're not watching tons of San Diego stay here. Didn't do much. Really raw. Again, he's only been playing football for literally a couple of years. But the upside's there. Uh, the athleticism is absolutely there. Yep. And he has room to grow, like Matt said. Is that it? So, wait, there's somebody else you want to talk about. One more guy. Uh, uh, I mean, I think I had mentioned, mentioned Dax Raymond. Yeah, um, tight end, Utah State, uh, six foot five, two fifty five. He ran a four point seven three um, in the forty, and in the three cone was seven point one five, and he had a twenty yard of the four point three nine. This is a guy that he, when I watched him, he, he was just like a typical safety blanket type of guy. He ran a lot of short routes, caught everything. Um, was an integral part of the offense. Uh, I think he does have a little bit of upside. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go too in depth. I mean, the guy didn't have like a ton of production. I think he had right around 350 yards or something last year. I don't know. Uh, I don't know Diddley okay. squat. It's not. He, had, he's, had a he for, he's like a moving the chains type of guy. You know, he he he'll get you the first downs. Um, he's got a nice name, I guess. You know, Dax. sure, sure. It's kind of cool. He's a he's a quarterback. Q QB oh. friendly oh. Oh. target. So sorry. That's all right. I don't know. He won't be on my rap albums credits. That's all like, right, man. He won't get in. He will be by the end of this. I hope so. Yep. I mean, he could join the you know Cardiac Kids family if he wants to. Yeah, he Dynasty will, nerds. You'll probably pick him up somewhere. Maybe this football thing doesn't work out. You want to come in right for us? You, you, know, you, res- from you respect my opinion so much that you'll be picking him up in a couple places. I absolutely. That's why I wrote his name down. I absolutely 100% respect your <laughs> opinion. I draft tons of players because you put me on them. That's why I love you. I love you too, man. I love you too, Garrett. Thanks, man. I that's love you too. you know. Uh, so that's it. So much love. We're going to end this show. We're going to go right into another show. It's going to sound like a whole new show, but it's not going to be. It's, we're literally going to nope. stop this one and record another one. Uh, but in the meantime, from here until tomorrow, if you've got nothing going on, I mean, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps the show tremendously. And listen, we're only 21 reviews away from 800. Woohoo. It's kind of a big number. Yeah. 800 is. reviews? It's a party. With a perfect five star rating? That'd be amazing. Pretty, pretty good. 
So if you're like, you know, 21 of you out there, you know, it's like draft weekend. Maybe you took the week off. You got nothing going on. So if you're literally waiting for the next show to come out, which is going to be tomorrow, you're like, eh, let me just go. I got an iPhone. Let me go on here. iTunes, rating review, five stars. Oh, I just got I just got a brilliant idea. Yeah. That's how, the, that's how they're going to get the next spot in my league. No. They got to leave us no, a review. No. They got to do it. No, don't do it. Don't. Oh. No, it, I felt good about in it. five years, in five years, we've never, ever incentivized somebody. To, I've never wanted to do that ever. I never wanted to like bribe somebody to leave us a rating all right so no i'm sorry so I, gotta, good about I had it. to veto it's a good idea i've thought about it but we've never done it we've all discussed right. it many a times don't okay. worry all right i would never ever want to leave it alone i want all rating reviews to come from like from the heart that's why i appreciate them so much i want for people that appreciate i want honest feedback if you don't like like i don't ever want to bribe somebody to leave us a rating review like ever like never i would never ever we'll never have a contest for it i don't want screenshots of it i see other podcasts do it and that's fine if you want to do it but i have nothing i know i don't want it I want it like generally. If you have the time, we appreciate it. It helps the podcast in more ways. I say so. If you have the time to leave us an interview, I, me personally, I genuinely appreciate it. I like reading them. I like to hear. I love getting insight from the show. You know, it's like, should I do this? Let me. I get some feedback from you know thousands of you listen. I get like a high five. I'm wearing he's wearing a nerd shirt for crying out loud. Yeah, forget. Don't make me pull my white glove. Uh, so, and then of course you want to buy one of those sexy ass shirts that Garrett's wearing over there. You yep. just go to dynastynerds.com, click shop on there. Uh, and again, we'll be back tomorrow. If you want to talk about anything in those next 24 hours on Twitter, I'm at dynasty rich. I'm at dynasty Matt. I'm at dynasty price. You can follow the site at dynasty nerds and we'll be back within the next 24 hours, breaking down a couple of these wide receivers, probably a little bit shorter of an episode. Um, but just some quick names we can hit on quick hits. And I'll give you a little tease in, right? There's one receiver in there. That I like a lot. Ooh. Adios. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.